Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. My name is Brandon and with me as always is Stephen, discussing the idea of growing within ourselves while in a relationship. First, we'll explain what we mean by growing within ourselves. Then we'll give our theory as to why it's advised that we go through this journey single. Next, we'll answer the questions that you guys sent in, take a quick break from today's topic to provide updates, and talk about our upcoming episode. In the conclusion of this episode, we'll ask whether you can grow within yourself successfully while being in a relationship and what kind of adversity that decision might entail. All right, let's do it. So obviously the concept of growing within yourself can be pretty broad. I mean, a lot of people, it means different things. So for us, let's provide some context for the audience so they understand what we mean when we refer to this process. So we're talking about that idea of becoming who the who you are, the idea of you, like, I don't know, Brandon, you want to, I feel like I'd rather have you explain it because <laughs> I, I can already see myself like walking in circles on it. But basically it's becoming yourself like comfortable with yourself, knowing what your destiny is, knowing who you are, knowing what you want out of life. Like that basic premise is the idea of like growing within yourself, like developing yeah. who you are. I, uh, yeah, like developing a direction and, and uh, I guess a purpose for yourself. Um and feeling comfortable with who you are. I think the the cliche saying is you can't love somebody else before you love yourself. Um, so I think that's a big component of it, uh, of finding maybe the, that hidden potential in yourself that you thought you always had but couldn't reach and getting to that point. Um, so going through that process of maybe – uh, holding yourself accountable for things that you might have done in the past, trying to say how you can grow from those situations um, and develop a identity within this very vast world that we live in today with all the technology and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say that. So it, it seems the typical word of advice is to figure ourselves out before going into a relationship. Why do you think that's the case? Well, based off my experience, we've definitely talked about it before. My experience has been if you don't have yourself figured out, then you don't – one, you don't have like a, a frame of reference to build anything around. So you kind of feel like your decisions are somewhat based upon what another person wants of you or what they think that they want for you. And when you have absolutely nothing as that frame of reference – then if and when a relationship ends, well, now how do you make decisions on your own? It kind of gets difficult when you never built up that concept to begin with, and that's the dangerous part. You now are being self-reliant, or you're relying on someone else to like shape your own destiny, and that's a really scary thing for people. And I, I know this especially because this is the kind of stuff that I've gone through in my life, which is something that we both kind of related on, and that's how this episode came to be. Yeah, I, I think there is that danger. Uh, I mean, because you have, whenever you have a situation where you add another person to the to the um, equation, especially a person that you're letting into your life so intimately, there is that, that piece of you that um, 
I think can get lost in what's important to them and ignore maybe a little bit of what's important to you or compromise. And depending on how you are as a person, like if you're a very compassionate person, maybe you compromise to a point that is sacrificing what's truly important to you. And so I think that that makes the whole process tricky. And I think you need to be very mature in order to handle that. So I think the general rule of thumb is the idea of, well, you need to mature, make that maturation process before you um, add another piece to the puzzle um, because it gets a lot more difficult if that other piece is already there and you're trying to figure yourself out while also balancing a whole other person's life. So I can definitely understand um, that perspective of, of figuring your, yourself out while uh, before you go into a relationship. I also think another aspect is um, like, I think people, well, I'll, I won't say people, I'll just say, I think a lot of times there's, there's a guilt factor of if I don't feel like I, I feel this way sometimes where if I feel like I'm not living up to my potential or living up to who I should be, um, I feel guilty because I feel like I'm like a burden on other people. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes in a, in my own personal bubble, I'll shut people out of my life and be like, just give me some time. I'll figure this out and then I'll come back. Now, I don't think that that's the right way to handle it, but I wonder if that's a psychological component to the idea of doing it alone. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think that society in general kind of makes us feel there's, there's a lot of, of push on, you don't need anyone. Like you, you hear this stuff liar. You don't need anyone. You should just you know, figure yourself out and you get pushed this, you get this like agenda pushed on you a lot, but to actually figure out what they're talking about, I feel like that is something that doesn't get addressed a whole lot in the pursuit of figuring out, okay, well, what, what is this? Like, is there an end point of, okay, well now I have myself figured out. Like people will say, you know, when you're 30 years old, you should have X, Y, and Z figured out. You should have a certain amount of money in the bank. You should have a wife, you should have kids. Like there's all of these just arbitrary numbers and things that are thrown out. And I feel like it kind of causes us to put an expectation on things instead of just allowing life to happen and allowing things to kind of naturally unfold. I think there's an added pressure to do things and to feel like you're falling behind if you don't do things in a certain manner. So when someone says, you know, figure yourself out first, I think that that's much different for everybody. Just because someone has themselves, quote, figured out at age 25 or 35, like, I'm not really sure that there's, like, that, that, that there's a, a negative thing to say about that. I think everyone kind of goes through things when they go through things. And I think that you're doing yourself a disservice if you feel like the clock is against you or you feel like you have to battle against something because there is, I don't think that anyone wakes up and they say, all right. I figured my life out. I'm who I'm, this is exactly who I'm supposed to be. Like I've spoken to my dad about this topic before. My dad is uh, just recently 54 and he's like, I don't know that I have my life figured out. (laughs) Like, I guess like on paper, someone would tell me that I have my life figured out, but it's not to say that there weren't things that he wishes he did differently or there's not things that along the way he felt like he had to sacrifice that maybe he looks back on and he's like, should I have done that? And for better or for worse, we all need to accept that. And we need to accept that that part of the journey is never going to be a 
I mean, life's not black and white, and that's yeah. both a good and a bad thing. Well, to provide some context with this, I mean, I think you and I relate, our families relate in the sense that both of our parents ended up together very young. My parents had me when they were 16 and are still together, and I have three younger sisters. Uh, how old were your parents when they ended up together? My parents started dating when they were 16. Yeah, so from 16 till now, they've been figuring their shit out while in a relationship. So the point of it's not a black and white situation, is it's the proof is in these two examples right here, where these mm-hmm. two groups of people grew within themselves while being in a relationship. And obviously things might have been different if those relationships didn't exist. Um, but I think I think a lot of those those standard like advice things that people give are um, I think the idea of them is to set you up for the best chance of success. So I can see I can see the un, I can see the argument that you should be alone to figure yourself out. However, I also can see the argument where you don't need to be alone to do that process. Like you can do it with somebody else. There just has, I think a lot of things come back to communication. How are you communicating with, with your partner throughout that process and how supportive of you are you of each other's process of, um, growing within each other or going within yourselves. And then do you grow together or do you grow apart? Um, you're going to say something. Well, I was going to say, I think we're a pretty good example of this idea of, um, like because our parents are still together and they met at such like young ages, like they were able to keep relationships um, from their teenage years onward. I feel like this idea of uh, like we perceive things probably a little bit differently than some people because to us, like we're in our late twenties now and we're both single and we're both kind of figuring ourselves out. Yeah. But is it to say that they had everything figured out when they were 16 years old for those relationships? No, but I think those are, those are good examples of growing in a relationship and it's, it worked out in in those cases. Now, not without a lot of flaws and things that happened along the way. And luck. I think you can definitely definitely. incorporate luck into that. (laughs) Definitely luck. And, um, but I think, like I would be lying if I if I said that I don't sometimes think like oh shit I'm 27 this was not in fact I'll be I'll be completely honest about that because that's what this podcast is about being fully transparent on as things as as we can um, I had a conversation with my mom yes uh, two days ago I was on my way to work and I was like mom you know what's kind of weird about this phase of my life it's that I never knew that it was going to exist <laughs> because. When I was a kid and when I was younger, I probably imagined that I would get married like around now, maybe a little bit earlier, maybe a little bit later. Um, But like I just didn't imagine one that I would be just a single guy and two, I didn't imagine that I would have like a presence on social media because there was no there wasn't social media. Maybe there was my space when these thoughts started creeping into my mind. But I didn't think about this stuff. Like it didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that this phase of my life would ever exist as single guy, social media guy, podcast guy in Chicago at age 27. And that's unfortunately the reality of life. And I don't, I say unfortunately, but I don't think it's actually a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes 
you you can't really prepare for how things are going to go down. You don't know what the reality of your life is going to be. You can only speculate on how things are going to go. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. And this is an example of me growing and me finding myself. And uh, I don't know. Just we get we get too locked into things, and I think it's just dangerous to be so locked in when yeah. you don't realize that. Life doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, I, I think that's a huge point to – because sometimes when we have these discussions, I think it can be easy to think, oh, they're just telling us the best way to live life. But, you know, who are they to say this? But that's not not the point at all. And a good example of that is literally my outlook on my parents' relationship. So my parents had me when they were 16. And against all odds – I've talked about this on previous podcast episodes – against all odds – they they stuck together. I mean, you can look at the the stats. Teen parents typically don't <laughs> make it out really? on top. I think it would be the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know they typically don't make it out of, of that stuff together and and uh, in a, a good family environment. Um, obviously, grow, growing up, there were some tough years as they were trying to figure things out. But I saw that in them, and then I put relationships on a pedestal because I saw these two people who, against all the odds, against all the stats, were able to stick together and create something absolutely beautiful, which was my family. And so for a lot of my life, I grew up with this romanticized idea of what it was going to be like to go on that journey with another person. And so for a lot of years, I think I settled for certain relationships because you know, people would say this thing to me of, well, you need to be alone first and figure yourself out first. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. My parents didn't have to do that. Don't tell me how I need to live my life. I want a relationship. I want to discover myself while on that adventure with somebody else. That'd be so great. Well, I'm 27 now and I'm single. All right. And the relationships that I've had previously, I've been a very monogamous person and they haven't worked out. Now that's not this I'm not saying this to like feel sorry for myself or or create this this pity party. What I'm saying is this is why you can't really compare to other people and a lot of this journey is figuring out what's right for you. So when people say either in this situation you need to be alone to figure yourself out, well, maybe that's one option, but you or you can be in a relationship and figure yourself out with, with that partner. Uh, we actually had a question um, from the audience saying, doesn't experience with relationships give insight into what you want out of your life? I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but I think it does. I think going through that journey could be a very uh, enlightening experience with someone. They give you another perspective that you might see. And a lot of finding the right person ends up being luck, like we just talked about with our parents. They got very lucky at a very young age. That's not exactly repli- replicable you know, all the time. And so uh, I think there are just a lot of variables that come into play. And I think um, you can take advice with a grain of salt and find out how, how it applies to you. I don't, again, everything is going to go back to, it's not this black and white thing. Like this is how you're going to have the best chance of success. And that's the only way that you really will be efficient with it. So, yeah. Um, so how about a situation when you're already in um, already in a relationship? Are, are there positives to ending that relationship to work on yourself? I mean, obviously, this is a broad <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a yeah, context, yeah. but from a broad point of view, would you say that there are positives to that 
decision. Yeah, I think a, I think a big part of this is self awareness of things because I know, like for me, especially when I was younger, I had a really tough time making my own decisions. I just felt like when I was younger, I I would kind of just do what I felt like was normal. Like I wouldn't really do what was right for me. I would do what was right for my friends or I would do what was right based off people that I've seen around me instead of actually assessing a situation based on my needs, yeah. which would cause me to sometimes to end up sticking it out on a, in a relationship when it didn't really make sense, like it just wasn't a good fit or it was destructive or something. And I felt like I like I felt like had I just been self-aware and allowed myself to just do what made sense for me, I could have really pushed myself a lot further and I wouldn't have had to play catch up in my 20s to figure out who I am and what my life is actually about. So I, I guess from my perspective on this, like I'm doing the things I need to be doing with my life now. I think that I think that for me, you got to figure out you first by not allowing other people to impact your your decision making process. That's been something that's really benefited me on the later on years. And I just think it's like, it's really like a case by case. Like if you think that it's destructive to stay with someone, even if everyone else says that they're great, you should probably get out because you actually can assess the situation based on all the factors, like literally all the factors. And you just can't give a shit what other people say. You just got to do what makes sense in the situation. And it, at the end of the day, you want to be the best version of you because if you're the best version of you, then you're not going to have resentment towards someone from holding you back. And I think that resentment a lot of times happens when people are just like, well, if I'm going to be with this person, I guess I have to move out to California to be with them. Or, oh shit, I guess I have to like give up a year of my... Uh, creative endeavors to go follow them around the country to do X, Y, and Z. And if you think that doesn't that that, that that's not going to cause problems, or you think that that's really not like there's not going to be an instant down the road where you say, "Well, remember when I sacrificed two years of my life for you?" Like that kind of stuff happens, and it happens for a good reason because nobody really wants to be told what to do. Everyone wants to be able to have control of their own life. And that's why the, this whole self-awareness thing is super important right there because otherwise you're going to be living a life of resentment and then if it does fall apart, well, guess what? Not only did you spend those two years uh, for that person to, to try to make things work, but now you're also out of the relationship, so you're two years behind and you don't have that person. Now what do you do? And those situations are real. Those situations happen all the time. And it's not to say, and I want to make a strong point on this, it's not to say that there aren't situations where you should make that move and go out there with someone. Because I also think if you really care about someone, you should do it. But that's why it's really important to make the distinction on why are you doing this and are both people all in? Because if both people aren't all in, and I think a lot of times people say that, that they're all in or that they, they say that both people are all in, but I think that people are lying to themselves sometimes. And that's where this whole self-awareness thing is extremely vital, in my opinion. Yeah, I d I've definitely felt that in a previous relationship where I think I think I got conned a little bit into believing that both of us were as committed to each other 
as I was committed to her. And I think a good rule of thumb, at least in my opinion, when it comes to communication and being honest with your partner, I think it's better to be proactive rather than reactive. I think you really end up uh, creating a chance of um, destruction that's borderline, what's the word, Irrect unreconcilable i don't know i don't know like you can't reconcile i i don't know if it's irreconcilable or unreconcilable you can't reconcile uh your bond anymore because you know for instance uh they say that oh i i would i would go anywhere with you or something or yeah i'm 100 percent in let's go on this journey together and then you get to the point where okay now it's time to make a decision where do we go next with our life and you find out that that decision to maybe go somewhere else would be so damaging to them that they might not be able to function at a level that's healthy for both of you. And so I think being proactive with your communication and stating, honestly, I don't know if I see that in my future. Because when when both parties have all the information, then they both can set realistic expectations. And um, And so the positives, I think for ending a relationship to work on yourself, what you would hope I think is a situation where um, the ending is a mutual, (laughs) is a mutual agreement that, Hey, we just have different goals. We just have different paths that we're heading down. And, um, and I think it's best maybe if, if we head down those paths separately. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're saying this because while I'm thinking about this, I just think it's super important to plan ahead. I know a lot of times people just want to say, like, I'm going to live in the moment. Yeah. I'm just going to do all, like, you know, I'm going to enjoy every single day. Here's the thing. I agree with this idea that you need to live in the moment. You need to enjoy every single day. But at the same time, like, I, a lot of shitty things that people go through, I have no doubt are a result of poor planning in some way, whether it's economically or relationship-wise. Like, if you are in a situation and you could see that down the road – there's no way that something is going to work out because you fundamentally disagree on like huge major things. Like you cannot see eye to eye on things that really matter. And you just hope that you just keep like pushing on the back burner or you think that eventually it will change. Mm-hmm. It's not <laughs> like, it's not going to change. Certain things will change about people undoubtedly, but there are some fundamental things that people there. It's not going to change. And if you perceive that it's a problem now, it's probably going to be a worse problem down the road. So having the ability to plan ahead a little bit on these situations, I think is super important. And having these honest conversations with people, especially people that you're dating, like, okay, realistically, where do you see this in six months? Where do you see this in a year or two years and stuff like that? You could alleviate so much heartache, so much stress, like sure, going through breakups, they suck. But at the same time, really, you should only be in a relationship, I feel like, especially when you get, like, older on in life. Like, I guess I don't want to say you should only be in a relationship if this, but if you actually are looking for a life partner and, like, you're, you're investing that much stock in the potential of this, then I think you should really be planning ahead in one way or another so that you don't just run through a moment of, okay, here's the big day. I'm going to move across the country. Are you coming with me? Because if you get to that point and they're like, no, well, that's going to suck if you thought they were going to say yes. 
And that's why I feel like almost all of our conversations end up coming down to communication in one way or another. But yeah. planning ahead is so important. Like for myself, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my entire life was not planning ahead better my like senior year of college on like what the next step of my life would be because I did plan ahead on the bigger picture of like where I was going to be. But what I didn't plan ahead on was the immediate term of where I'd be like in a year from that point in time where had I actually done that, I could have, I could have avoided a lot of shitty things that happen. And it bothers me sometimes when I think back on it because like how stupid could I have been? And it ended up being a wake-up call that I needed to plan ahead better than I had been doing. But I just think there's a bunch of layers of planning ahead. Like, I think you should think about where, I'm, where am I going to be in one month? Where am I going to be in two months? And not get discouraged if things don't work out perfectly. But just having some sort of a concept, like a frame of reference as to what you're building on. Then check in and see if it still makes sense. But I, I don't know. I, I just really wanted to mention that because I feel like it's been so important for me. And I feel like... If, if you get nothing else out of the episode from me, like that is my biggest takeaway. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a huge part of uh, committing to another person is feeling feeling grounded within your own foundation, understanding you know where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. That's a common phrase that I like to to mention because if you're not committed to that foundation, if you're not centered in that. I think a lot of times you can get swept away in another person's thoughts and ideas. And then that leads to future resentment because you wake up one day and you're like, wait a second, this isn't the life that I wanted. <laughs> what, what the fuck am I doing? Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I do have a tiny bit of rebuttal is you, you talked about how this is something that's very tricky to talk about or to mm -hmm. navigate through because yeah. it's, I think on the rarer of occasions, but I think, keeping an open mind on it. And you talked about how someone's probably not going to change. I do think that you can't go into a relationship thinking, oh, they're going to, this is a very important quality to me. And this isn't what they have, isn't what I want. So they're going to need to change this in order for us to work. I, I think you shouldn't go into a relationship that way. But what I, I do think that there is, a lot of people believe that you can't change as a person, but I think Maybe maybe the idea is that you always are this certain person. It just takes certain things to unlock that within yourself. But I think you could you could say that you and I are are examples of of people that have made specific changes based oh, on yeah. different things in our lives. So I think that it is possible that you go into a relationship and someone just hasn't grown up fully yet. Mm -hmm. And that they can go through that while you're in a relationship. So keeping an open mind to the eye, not giving up on somebody, it's it's dangerous because maybe yeah, yeah, they yeah, never yeah. do change and maybe it ends up hurting you in the long run or maybe you were being too naive to the idea of what they might change or whatever. But I think there is a sliver where it is possible for a capacity of, of self-growth within a person to become who they always needed to be and who you saw within them before they saw it within themselves. Well, this is a really, really good point because obviously I 100% agree. I can think of a, a bunch of examples within myself in which I changed a bunch over time in that I was just immature before and made a lot of just dumb, like dumb, insecure mistakes. And I think it's important to, as you said, like you really shouldn't go in like being too judgmental. I do want to say like, don't go in being judgmental. Like, man, they drink too much. Like this is a no go because 
that's not exactly it's not the habits that I'm talking about. It's like if you can find that fundamentally that someone is like so that deep down this is someone who's like always improving themselves and like really making changes is something important to them, then sure. Yeah, if they've got a couple of habits that that piss you off, but in general you've seen them like overcome other things, then yeah, I think there's you have no reason to not trust the fact that they could adjust certain things about their life. And I do think that that is important to mention this because it would be bad (laughs) if (laughs) someone listened to what I'm saying and then they immediately think like, oh, well, if they're just always going to have these problems, then I guess I'm just never going to talk to them. Fuck them. Fuck them. I'm ruining like relationships and friendships immediately. People are like calling their boyfriend and girlfriends and like, so, uh, I was listening to the Everything Must Go podcast, and Stephen made a really good point. I really, really don't like how you eat Doritos every single day. I think it's a sign that maybe you're not committed to this relationship, and you're more committed to Doritos. So as a result, I'm going to have to end this relationship. And I don't want anyone to do that. And uh, Stay with Dorito guy. He's a good <laughs> stay, guy. <laughs> stay with Dorito guy. He's just going through a phase. We all go through our phases. And you know what? Doritos is not the worst phase. We've... I mean, I know for a fact I've had worse faces than Doritos. So if Doritos is the nutter worst butter. Thing, Steven used to be butter. nutter butter guy. But look, he's grown. <laughs> story, guys, I was literally like addicted to nutter butters. Like it was so bad that I could tell you that I stopped eating them in February of 2012. <laughs> just been a different guy ever since then. You've changed so much since I then. Just, I've really changed my life for the better. And that's the thing. Other people can do that too. <laughs> Uh, one other th- really quick thing uh, along this, this topic of, uh, positives to ending a relationship to work on yourself. I, I want to ask you, cause I, I mentioned it earlier, the, the idea of, I don't know if you ever get this way, but I definitely do sometimes where I feel like maybe I'm fucked up or I need to work on myself. And so I feel like there is that tendency to want to isolate and figure mm-hmm. myself out and being like, I feel like I'm just burdening people and guilting myself out of maintaining relationships. How do you think you should handle situations like that? Uh, can you make it, like, give me a specific example of one? So, um, so I mean, well, let's say that I break up with my significant other and I okay. say, I just don't want to hurt you. Like, you're such a good person. I don't want to hurt you. I just have a lot of things I need to figure out. Um, and I don't want to hurt you in the process. And I feel like I'm all, all I'm ever doing is messing up. And I just need to figure this out. And then maybe we can try again later or whatever. So, like, if you had that idea and then are, are we saying this is after you've done it? Yeah. Well, I guess, do you think that that's in a, do you, do you find that to be an appropriate uh, mindset to have or a decision to make? Or do you think that's something that maybe you should try to work through in, before you make like an ending of relationship decision? Like finding having that guilt come over you to a yeah, point yeah, where yeah. You, you make an ending of relationship decision? Well, I think it's really annoying when people just are like, you know, I just, I can't do this relationship right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure myself out. Because that to me is just an objection it personally, I think it's an objection to something else that's a problem with a relationship when people actually say that. Because if you really think about it, you go through, you meet so many people in your life, like so many people. To find someone else that you meet who is not only also into you, 
but also like you can connect with on a level in which you enjoy spending time together. And if things are going like pretty well, like things things are going well, and then someone's just like, you know, I can't do this relationship. I'm trying. I gotta find myself. Like to me, I feel like there's probably something else under there that needs to be figured out. But I I think that you should address what that is immediately. And I think that you should also be self-aware of the fact of like, what, what, is, what is the actual problem here? Is the problem here you are insecure? Is the problem here that like, I just feel like there's, there's, there's something else underlying underneath some of this stuff. And I would, I would, if you, let's say you did this exact thing. I think my, my comment back to you would be, okay, what's the real problem here? Like, what's the real issue here? Is it, is it the other person? Like you think that something's not working out or are you insecure about something within yourself that you need to improve upon and you feel like you're going to drag another person down in the process? Cause I feel like you really should address that because ending a relationship with just saying you need to figure yourself out. Well, how do you think the other person feels like, okay, well you're not going to figure this out with me. You can't figure this out. Well, uh, we're staying together. Hence the entire thesis of this entire episode. Like, why can't you figure it out with that person? It's too hard. You you're you just can't make it happen. Like, what's the real problem here? There's obviously a reason why this is not happening. And if that person's right for you, then they should be there by your side to like work it through you. And if not, I don't know. Yeah, I <clears throat> I think there is so specifically in this hypothetical, I'm saying that this person, the, the issue is they just don't want to drag somebody down. I, I guess there is the, the thought process is, is that really the issue or is there something else going on there? Which is what you were saying. Uh, I think that could be the case in a lot of situations, but in a situation where you actually are afraid of bringing somebody down with you while you're going through the process, I think honestly, one of the worst things that you can do is go into isolation. Um, I think a lot of times we take for granted how how important the support system around you is. If you have a partner who is supportive and could be there for you um, through that process, I think that you. Uh, my advice would be to take advantage of that situation rather than run from that because you're afraid of of hurting them. Um, I mean, there are certain destructive behaviors that if you get to a point, like if you're cheating on them, I mean, that that's a kind of another topic that where it gets into uh, some pretty serious stuff. But I, I don't know. I think isolation a lot of times is our tendency. And I think that it ends up just making that, that growth, that path to, to self growth and, and self reflection a lot harder than we thought it might be. I had a situation where uh, a previous relationship um, where this kind of happened, this person said, I just keep, I keep failing you and I keep messing up. So I just need to work on myself and figure it out. And it's like, and my re- response was, so what are you going to do now on your own that you couldn't do with me around? Like, what's going to be the difference? And the response was, well, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so we can do this together. We can exactly. grow together. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that, I mean, that is frustrating. Um, we do have a question here in the audience. Do you want to read the, the question? Yeah. Uh, I like this question a lot. And uh, hi, Lauren. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by. This is yeah. uh, Lauren Hunt. She was on actually a previous episode of the Everything Must Go podcast. We did a spotlight episode on here. So thanks for uh, 
saying, hey, um, what do you guys think about wanting to love and build a relationship but are afraid of having to sacrifice time and effort that's been going towards building a career that you love? Hmm. This is this is a, a very tough thing to navigate. The the balance, you know, people talk about the work life balance. Part of that life balance is kind of a love love balance. Um, and I think again, we talk about going back to lines of open lines of communication. Um, I think speaking with that significant other on what you guys are willing to to sacrifice with each other. You know, if you both are very career centered and are going towards separate careers and are okay with maybe only seeing each other once a week or once every couple of weeks. If you're a person who can handle that, I don't think giving up on the relationship just because right now your main focus is career. I don't, I don't think you need to do that. I think you can manage both. You just understand within each other that your top priority is this thing that you love. Um, on the flip side, if if there's an imbalance in what you guys are putting into the relationship, I think that that can be very destructive towards both of your personal psychological and emotional health. If, if you guys aren't a lot of, a lot of what relationships are, are equal levels of reciprocation and unrequited love, I think is one of the hardest things to deal with. So if you have a person that is so focused on their career that they're, that you guys are just committed in different ways, I think that it can be, um, harder down the line to not only, I guess, have a mutual understanding of each other, but also continue focusing on the things that you want to focus on. So if one person wants, you know, a family and, and to, to build that bond, but the other person's like, I'm not ready for that. I'm still focusing on my career. I think that's a situation where you're kind of growing apart rather than growing together. And either you need to readjust together what your expectations are or say maybe it's best for us to to um, go our separate ways. Yeah, I mean, quick quick comment. I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I think I mean, I've been asked a lot recently on how do I have time to have a relationship while I do so many things right now. And I, it, yeah, it's really hard. It's hard to balance that. I just think if it's important, anything that's important to you, you're gonna make time to make it happen if it feels right. So you have to look in the mirror and say, do you really want a relationship or do you really want to make it in your career? Uh, like, what is the most important thing? Or do you want to balance? Like, something is going to have to give a little bit. And that's just the reality of the situation. You cannot have absolutely everything perfect. And as a result, you're going to have to make that decision to, okay, I'm going to, instead of every night of the week working on my creative endeavors, I'm going gonna, I'm de- gonna to dedicate two nights a week to go out on dates just because it's important for me to be in a relationship and have a person. And at the end, like sometimes you actually benefit from dating someone anyways, because if they truly do make you better, then I don't think you're going to regret spending time with that person. My personal opinion. It's, it's a, for me, it's kind of a scary thing thinking about relationships because I wonder how much I can trust anybody a lot of times Yeah. where I'm just like, am I going to get into a relationship where in the middle we're both saying that we're super committed to each other. Can I trust that commitment? Or is halfway through the relationship, they're going to say, oh, actually, I have this other thing that's my top priority. So you're going to have to take a back seat. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, wait a second. I thought that we were committed to going through this path together. That's that's kind of a scary thing. Um, and again, 
that's why it's so important to be proactive so that you guys can both make decisions, you know, tough decisions. Like Lauren said, she, you know, her last relationship ended because there was this, after it ended, she had this time to, to start this project, this do-it-yourself Illinois project, which if you go back to her spotlight episode, she talks a lot about, and you can hear the passion in her voice for that project. I think, um, if you are going to be in a relationship and you have committed to that idea, um, I have a hard time encouraging just ending that relationship completely in order to pursue other goals. I think it's important, like in our situation where we have a lot of things to balance, you're just going to have to maybe work harder to figure out how to balance this other person that you have committed to. I mean, what, what's going to happen if you're married to that person? You're just be like, well, actually, now that we're married, we're just going to have to get a divorce because I really care about uh, this career path that I'm I'm going. Exactly, on. that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So if if you are if you are my again, I don't mean to be black and white, but I I think there is a certain point where if you have committed to the commitment to a person truly. I think I think there's something powerful in standing firm within that commitment, even if it makes things harder. Because I don't know, I think there's just something beautiful about monogamy and and going through that pre- that path together and trying to figure. I I just think it could be possibly more more rewarding to say that I didn't I didn't forsake somebody that loved me and cared about me. Um, I, I made it, I made it work with both things. I, I don't know. It's, it's all really freaking hard to, to figure out and navigate and there's not any one answer that's right, but that's just kind of my thought on it. Uh, let me ask a couple of, um, any, any other, any other point on this topic? Otherwise I'm going to ask a couple no. quick questions here from the audience yeah. that we were asked previously. Um, just kind of quick here in your past relationships, have you been pretty successful in not getting so wrapped up in the relationship with your significant other? Uh, no, (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, for me as well. Uh, I, like I talked about earlier growing up, I, I romanticized the idea of a relationship and I put it on this pedestal. That was kind of what I felt like was my main purpose was to find that one and true only love. And, and, uh, I'm not trying to be cheesy, but I really cared about that, that significance. Mm -hmm. Um, that that significant other and and having them be a part of your adventure because it's cool to to do all this stuff alone but imagine having another person that you love and care about support you through the hard times and the and the good times and everything that just that all sounds so beautiful and magical and all this stuff um and so but part of that uh, that desire for that that beautiful situation was i would get i would put the relationship as my top priority. So a lot of times all the other things that I cared about and loved would either take a back seat or disappear completely because my one and only focus ended up being that relationship. I talked on the burnout episode, a big part of the reason why I burnt out my most recent time of burning out was because every single decision I made was tunnel visioned on how do I set this relationship up for the future? And I stopped doing a lot of things that were part of my coping process and my self-growth process. And 
in turn, future Brandon ended up feeling the repercussions of what relationship <laughs> Brandon was Brandon. doing. <laughs> we need to bring back the character of future Brandon more often. Future Brandon's a, he's dope, dude. Just, you guys are going to be pumped to see what future Brandon turns out to be. Future Brandon's going to be incredible. Future oh. Brandon's cooler than Tim and Gentry. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, I, I mean... No, I've been absolutely trash and not getting too wrapped up in the relationship. I do think I've gotten better in each relationship. I think I've gotten a little bit better. But um, I think a big realization for me is realizing that you need to find as much fulfillment in as many things as possible because if you don't, then you put too many eggs in one basket and then you're just putting your, you're setting yourself up for failure. So you got to do your best to find fulfillment in as many things and – we, Not we just get so wrapped up. We had to talk about this on the phone the other day where if you were to break everything down in your life, everything that you do in your life as coping mechanisms, because mm-hmm. like the human consciousness, I feel like is uh, there are a lot of articles written, research articles written on uh, the idea that our default consciousness is within the negative umbrella. And we, we typically go to negative spaces mentally and emotionally and um, analyze things negatively. Like that's that's our go-to. And so if you if you say that that's kind of the default for your life and then every single thing that you do to find fulfillment and happiness, those are all the coping mechanisms for all the negativity. That's why it's so important to have those things because if one coping mechanism doesn't work, what are you going to bounce bounce off of? And I think there is some some value in having understanding the things that matter to you to, to rely on um, to, to get you through life in a way. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to um, diminish all the different variables and qualities of life. But I think if you were to break it down into that simplistic format, that, that is an importance of, of keeping up with the things that, that really matter to you and trying to find how it, how it fits into a life with a relationship. But that's also not to say, that when you're in a relationship, you're going to want to spend a lot of time with that person because that feeling of euphoria with that person, that feeling of loving that person, there's nothing else like it a lot of times, um, at least for me. And so it's just trying to figure out how to temper those emotions with the logical side of you that understands what it takes for you to be the best version of you, if that makes sense. How, how are we doing time-wise? I feel like we're we're going to be running a little late, right? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. Just making sure. Yeah. You go ahead with the next question. Um, as we get older, we obviously experience growth. Life makes us see things different and think about things differently. Let's say you are in a relationship and you are so in love with your significant other that imagining how dull life would be without them um, just sounds terrible, basically. Um this person begins to start stunting your personal growth. How much do you endure it before you call it quits? That's a good question. Um, super. It's honestly, it's a super good question because my gut instinct when I read this is basically like, I mean, you, you can't stick it out. Like, I don't think you could stick it out. Like it, it, but it depends on what your personal growth is and how valuable it is to you. Like, because I don't think you need to be with someone who 100% makes you better at every aspect of your life. I think there's an, it's an, there's inevitable sacrifices that need to be made to be in a relationship, and that's also part of the beauty in the relationship is two people willing to make some sacrifices just because it's so important to have this person in your life. So I get that part of it, uh, but 
by the same token, based on my experience, if you just kind of like, even if you really care about someone, but you're realizing like you're like losing out on sleep or you're living a lifestyle that you're not comfortable with, no matter how much you really care about someone, like it's, there's going to be, become a certain point of, okay, this is becoming destructive. And like eventually, I guess my point in this is eventually you are going to just be unhappy. And when you're unhappy, then that's when you stop enduring it, in my opinion, because then it's not worth it anymore. Yeah, there's going to be some sort of a breaking point. What I can say is this is actually very applicable to one of my like the most significant relationships I've been in. I actually, I try, I did attempt to break up with this person that I was with um, because it was a situation like this where I had endured and endured and endured and this person just wasn't supporting me along this process of, of self-growth and I loved them so much and I wanted so much for them to be my partner through it all. But there was a certain extent to which I just couldn't keep, I couldn't keep up with the, the lack of, uh, support on this person's end. And, um, and so I just, I had to end it as much as I cared about them. I was just like, I'm sorry, I can't, like, I am not, I'm a shell of myself. I'm not who I want to be. And I've tried to, to grow while being in this relationship with you. But I feel like, I feel like there isn't as much effort on your end to, to support me through this, not do it for me. I don't want you to do it for me. I just, I need to know that at the end of the day, you've got my back and I don't, I don't feel that way. I feel kind of abandoned in the situation. And then I tried to kind of make that happen. And then I got kind of, uh, indirectly guilted into being like, oh, well, she's just going through stuff. She needs you. And so I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll be there by her side. And then it ended up just blowing up in my face even more like you have to you have to understand that there's a certain limit and um i don't know just if your significant other is stunting your growth and isn't supporting you again you they're not going to have to support everything but if there's not at least somewhat of a balance in what you guys are willing to give up or what you guys are willing to do to support each other then you just have to be honest with yourself and say hey maybe this just isn't a good relationship to be in this isn't yeah, even necessarily it's just not for me yeah <laughs> this isn't even necessarily about your personal growth it's almost just about but this relationship just isn't good <laughs> you know? exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. so it's just not good yeah i think it's break time break time break time personal ventures What's going on in the world of Brandon? Uh, well, so I'm in the last, I think, three weeks or last month, three weeks of uh, my second semester in grad school. So uh, a couple things. I'm going to pause Sunday sessions with Brandon for a little bit just because I don't I don't have the time to to get ready a set list. I, I, if I were to do it, I'd probably have to perform the same songs over and over again, which I'm sure some people would be fine with, but honestly, for me, doing this partially was to push myself to practice new songs and and everything. Um, so I, I think I'm I'm just gonna put that on a pause. But I am still trying to commit to posting one new YouTube video a week. Uh, if you haven't seen my latest one, I post a, I posted a cover of Stephen's favorite song, Hallelujah, by Jeff Buckley. 
Um, so check that out at my YouTube page. You can just search Brandon Flippin on YouTube and you should be able to to find it. I, again, don't have enough subscribers to, to have a YouTube channel name quite yet. I'm at 31, so we're getting closer to 100, folks. Um, but check that out. And other than that, I'm not entirely sure which cover I'm going to post this upcoming week, but I got a couple of options. So just stay tuned for that. Dope, dude. Dude, you got you got dope stuff going on. Dope stuff, dude. <laughs> I feel like I do want to address something that I don't know how we didn't uh, address, which is I want to thank Gentry and Tim for filling in last week. You know, it was huge. Uh, thanks. It was it's definitely like. It was a long time coming. You know, they've been trying to get on the show for a while. And <laughs> uh, yeah, that was our April Fool's episode. If you guys haven't seen our April Fool's episode, listen back to the episode we did last week. On April Fool's Day, Brandon and I played characters for an entire episode, and it was incredible. Was it worth it? No. Was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a hundred and percent. A hundred and percent. Dude, you're batting a hundred right now. (laughs) Am I still Tim? (laughs) Wait, I feel like that voice was different, to be honest. Dude, Tim had so many voices over the course of the episode. I don't even know Tim's voice is. (laughs) George Mikan. There we go. I'm I'm back. He's back. back. Tim's back, baby. I hope you guys looked up George Mikan. I heard that they Google search results. I hope I heard George Mike and made it into the top ten most searched last week, just as a result of that episode. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but for me, I um, I released a YouTube video about my Disney experience last week. This week, I will be releasing a video on Chicago. So by the time you guys are listening to this episode, it's probably not going to be out yet, but it will be out sometime this week. I will also be in a or on a podcast probably this week if not in the next few weeks um so you'll hear more about that check out my instagram at stephen russell b if you want to be updated on more of the updates of that (laughs) (laughs) if you want to be updated on the updates follow this guy on instagram okay if you just want to be updated on that then then yeah then follow me on instagram and you'll know exactly what's going on with that uh, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it on my end. Um, there's, there's one more question in the audience that I think is cool to just touch on really quick, okay. um, in regards to this, uh, relationship stuff. Uh, so the question is separate of individual desire for a relationship. What do you think of social obligations to be in a relationship? Forget him. Take him, throw him in the trash. No one needs him. No, uh. But pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do think, I just, I think it's I, stupid. Yeah, I agree. I I don't mean to to speak for women or anything, <laughs> but I, I'm not trying to be too bold. But I think there, I, from my conversations with a lot of women, I think there is a big pressure for women to end up with a man. Like you need a man, you need to get married, you need to have kids. Um, I think more so than it is on men, and I think that the reason I bring that up is that's a good example of a social obligation to like end up in a relationship. But honestly, if one doesn't work out, you don't, why, why are you going to stick through it just because people think that you need to have kids one day or that you need to be married one day. That's why things aren't black and white. It's going to be case by case. If, if you, if you don't find somebody that's right for you, you shouldn't settle. Um, 
settle for less than what's right for you, honestly. Um, and then they added a, an addendum to the question, especially at younger ages also. Um, I think I think it's difficult to uh, ever <laughs> listen to what anybody – I mean you can listen to advice from people, but a social obligation to be in a relationship at a younger age – I think uh, you should avoid at all costs because I'll, I'll, I'll address the obvious here. People give trash advice for the most part. <laughs> most people's advice is dumb because they know so little of your specific situation that it's like, come on, man. Like what really this random person in this Walmart right now is giving me advice on how to live life. I don't think so. Not for <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Or if for younger people, um, if other younger kids are giving you advice, I mean, what experience are they are they really going well, they're really off? They're drawing from a lot of experience. Like, <laughs> yeah. I so you just have to try to uh, tune out those um, external voices telling you what to do, um, and as much as possible, uh, just try to understand what you really want, and then follow what you really want, whatever that may be. Tune them out. Change the damn channel. Find something better. <laughs> Who needs him? Watch the Food Network or something. <laughs> what? You lost me with this. <laughs> <laughs> Especially coming from me. Like, can you imagine me watching the Food Network? I feel like that seems super off base for me. I honestly, with the lack of pop culture knowledge, I I'd be surprised if you watch any TV at all. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Is this uh, <laughs> is this a thing? I have a lack of pop culture knowledge. Let, yeah. Let our let our listeners be the be the judge of that do you watch game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> like the most popular show on tv game of thrones does nothing for me all right i don't need it i don't need hbo or mtv or I mtv I, I think tim actually is me <laughs> tim is the future me i've decided actually. i also like that to prove that you have pop culture knowledge you bring up mtv like that's a relevant a relevant channel where a lot of stuff goes down <laughs> your snapchat <laughs> yeah it's great um oh hey so I think pretty much we're going to have to commit to the idea of our episodes being longer than an hour because I think that you and I have gotten so good at being expansive on our thoughts I know that we can't <laughs> keep it to an hour anymore. We're sorry, guys. Honestly, Joe Rogan's episodes are like three hours long. I think this is okay if we have good conversation. Hey, sometimes it's going to be a little longer. So let's, uh, let's not try to make this a full two hours, but let's uh... – Let's, let's just keep talking good stuff. Let's get Team talking good to good stuff. All right, so back into the topic at hand. Uh, I mean, we kind of did with that last question. but So we've set the tone for the typical idea of being single while you find yourself, but is it possible to find yourself while being committed to a significant other? And if so, how? 100%. You just have to allow each other some space. Like You can't spend every last minute doing exactly what each other like wants to do like well i mean i guess if they want you to give them space and give them space but sort of my my thought on this is you have to respect each other enough to allow each other to grow you have to allow the other person to at times not like take the time to spend with you like you have to allow them their space allow them to do what they need to grow and the thing is if you truly love someone 
I think you're going to do that. I think if you truly love someone, I think that's like a part of the territory is you allow them to be the best version of themselves. I think it's like, it's attractive to me if someone's trying to grow in a way to make themselves better because when they make themselves better too, like you benefit from it because they're going to be happier. They're going to be better at most, like they're just going to be a more confident, better person. So I just feel like healthy relationships that this is, this is a part of the process. You just, you just, yeah, you gotta let this happen. I, I think uh, something to focus on, possibly in this situation, is really what am I providing to the relationship itself? So if if let's say let's say my significant other is the person who is trying to go through this major self growth. Let's say that maybe I'm I'm solidified in my idea of who I am and I don't have an issue with this. I'm not going to be able to find them for themselves. So what can I focus on? Well, I can focus on what does this person need from me in this relationship specifically? So going back to those love language that we talk about, if this person is a person who enjoys quality time, maybe understanding that and making that a priority so that part of their journey of finding themselves isn't also trying to find how good this relationship fits within finding themselves. Basically, you don't want the relationship to deter kind of like we talked about with a previous question. You don't want the relationship to be something that impedes the progress of their self-growth. You just want, if you can at all, to control how you are, um, what kind of a partner you're being in that relationship so that the relationship isn't even something that they have to worry about. They just understand that that relationship is good where it's at. You're there for them when they need you and they can do what they need to do. I think a tough thing is, Number one, I think it's tough for uh, men a lot of times how we we want to be fixers. I think Stephen and I battle this big time where we <laughs> we want to be. I'll just I'll give this all I can and and do everything I can to fix this and to make this better for you and set you up for success. Uh, sometimes you just <laughs> need to let things go, be patient with things. I'll just do my part as your partner and you can do what you can to, to find yourself and I'll be here along the way rather than what during that process of you finding yourself, I'm also not doing anything for you at all. And I don't know, you know, I'm, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, I don't understand anything you say. No, we, we, we've talked about this a bunch of times, like for relationships to work out, it should like, yes, relationships are hard, but if it feels like it's, like, so hard to make the relationship work, where you feel like you're, like, sweating all the time, like, oh, man, like, every day is really tough, that might be time to uh, actually figure out why it's so hard. Because yeah. as I've come to realize, when relationships are at their best, it should just kind of flow. Like, there shouldn't really be – like, I don't when, – when I've been in relationships, like, when it's going well, I don't even, like – I wake up and I just like live my life. I don't feel like it's an interference in what's going on. It just kind of flows in my day. It's like, okay, this part of the day, I'm going to hang out with my significant other. This part of the day, I'm going to figure out X, Y, and Z. And that's just what works. Uh, so it shouldn't be that hard. And I don't know, for me, I don't know. I guess that's my thought on that. I don't okay. really have anything else to add. <laughs> I, well, the other thing I was gonna say because I kind of I kind of gave the angle from the person who is helping or who is not the one that's going through the self growth process, but the person who is on the other end of it. 
of the relationship, watching that person trying to grow. So if you're the person who is trying to to grow and you feel like you're not able to, uh, in order to do that while you're in the relationship, I think you do need to pay attention to, am I getting the 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 basics out of this relationship that I need? If if that those basics are there, like that person is supportive, they you know they don't impede your growth. I think just kind of keeping that at a um, what's the word a um, gosh we talk about pizza? this all, consistent <laughs> pizza yeah <laughs> at a consistent pace um, without making things too difficult. I think. Uh, again, actually will make your process easier because having another person there with you during that growing process, I think makes a lot of the moments more beautiful. And also I think there's something really cool about saying while I was going through all this stuff, this person was right there beside me and, and stuck through it. Like I think that that can increase your bond uh, a big time, but I think you, you can do it while you're in a relationship. I don't think you should forsake the relationship in order to try to make it happen, but rather understand that it is it is an important thing for you to understand how to find that solid foundation for yourself. Because if you don't have that, eventually, maybe even indirectly, that relationship is going to crumble because maybe you're crumbling yourself. So having that as a priority, finding yourself and growing within yourself is super imperative and should be a top priority but you can do that with another person if they're the right person you know and someone who's supportive in in the process let me ask you this what challenges might be presented by trying to find yourself while being in a relationship also do you think there's a chance for that process to be more rewarding if you are successful while in a relationship or is that just irrelevant well, that last one is kind of what I, I answered just a little bit ago, where I think there is there is something very beautiful about um, going through that self-growth process while having a partner. Like I, I look at my parents' situation as a very beautiful love story. It's a very real story. It hasn't all been roses. There's definitely been a lot of times where things have been messy and adverse, but I think um, – I think even my parents would say that um, they love each other more for having grown together so much and uh, remaining committed to one another um, through the process. So I think I think it it could be considered more rewarding. I guess I don't know. I guess you could look at it both ways. Maybe it's super rewarding that you figured this out and then you got into a relationship and you stayed committed to yourself first. People could look at it different ways, but I do think that that could. In my eyes, I think it seems more rewarding to be able to balance both of them, finding yourself and having a partner to go along in that adventure. Um, what challenges might be presented by trying to find yourself while being in a relationship? Well, you just have a whole other person to kind of manage at, at to some some to some degree. Uh, and when you have another person in the equation, uh, you're going to have to make sacrifices, um, and that that's tough to make a lot of sacrifices while you're also trying to not make sacrifices for you or you're trying to put yourself first and, and do things to, to find yourself. So that's definitely a challenge. And that's where communication and, uh, uh, coordination and organization and balancing of, of everything that you're doing is super important. Not, not, um, procrastinating on, on yourself, but also not for t- taking for granted the people that are with you 
during that journey. But I just that was really long winded. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not to like, uh, not to oversimplify, but I'd say like, kind of touching on what, we, what you just mentioned about finding your the challenges of finding yourself while in a relationship. Uh, sacrifices and emotions, I feel like, pretty much are the most difficult things because trying to figure out are you making emotional decisions and then trying to determine if you're making the right sacrifices to make a relationship work. I think that those are super difficult because whenever you have to make sacrifices and emotions are involved, you're also like, are you, am I doing the right thing here? Because it's, making emotional decisions in general tends to not be... Well, it depends on the situation, but sometimes it can definitely be a bad thing. So mm. those are the biggest challenges to me based off my experience. Um, the the rewarding... The, the, the process being more rewarding whether I'm in a relationship or not in a relationship is interesting for me because my gut actually, I kind of feel like it's more rewarding to do it out, outside of a relationship and then end up in a relationship based on my experience because as someone who has tried to find myself while being in a relationship, and I feel like to give a little bit of context, I had a girlfriend like every single year for like a six year stretch where I was like, I was pretty much always like in a relationship with someone. And then I took over three years before I got into a relationship again. And in those three years, they were extremely pivotal towards me, like figuring out what my equilibrium was on what I wanted out of my life and actually doing all the things that I said I'd put my mind to because I wasn't mature enough to do that prior. So when I ended up in this situation where after all that time I ended up in a relationship again, I was definitely better at making decisions. And I feel like it was a lot more rewarding because I felt like I always had a frame of reference to go back to when it was like, all right, do we go out tonight or do I work on my creative project? Well, I have been always working on my creative project. So that's kind of what I should be doing. And there were times where I, I would hang out with my girlfriend, but at the same time, like it gave me something to like really work at. Whereas before I felt like I wasn't making decisions based on anything, but how it affected the relationship. So I feel like it's more rewarding to really figure yourself out by yourself and then find a relationship, but to be aware of the fact that you may not have that luxury and that's completely okay and that you need to be self-aware of what kind of person that you are. Because for me personally, this method works better for me to figure out myself by myself and then go into a relationship. I got a little confused by your, because it sounded like you contradicted yourself. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase this. So the process of you finding yourself the way that you did, you, you you were single during a lot of that process. Let's say mm -hmm. you did those same things. You were able to find yourself while also being in a relationship. Which of those would have been, do you think would have been more rewarding? If you were successful during the relationship, finding yourself. It, okay. So it's more rewarding in the sense of being single because you know that you did everything just for you. And I feel like that's the most empowering situation. But if you look at it from what actually feels the best, if you're in an incredible relationship that also allows you to do it, then yes, I guess that would technically be the most rewarding. But from my personal viewpoint, it's there's nothing more empowering than figuring things out completely by yourself. Yeah. Just because I think it gives you it gives you the strongest frame of reference on making decisions going forward. And I just feel like you can never, uh, you can never understate how important that is. So for yeah. me, 
Does that make sense? Is that cleared up? Because I feel like yeah, yeah. it's kind oh. of it's a little bit of both, but it's the most rewarding to me when I feel like it, I really figured this out. So then now I can give my free my like individual uh, like growth to someone else. Yeah, I, I wasn't trying to disagree with you. I just wanted to understand more of where you were coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess my mindset of the idea of it being more rewarding um, to be able to accomplish that while you're in a relationship, assuming that you are figuring exactly out what you want out of your life and able and capable of remaining in that relationship during the process and coming out the other end of that relationship uh, together in the process. My thought is, I think that that would be harder to to balance this other person's stuff and focus on what's truly important to you. And for them to stick around means in in some way, shape, or form that you grew together in that process while you were also growing within yourself. So that's where mm-hmm. I'm coming from when I say that, that I think that that would be re- more rewarding. That's not yeah, at yeah. all to diminish uh, the rewarding process of finding yourself in any way, shape or form, if you find yourself first and then end up in a relationship, hundred percent, that's rewarding. And that's incredible. I just think, I was just thinking from the, the aspect of, I think it's a lot, I think it can be, there are just more variables when you add another person to the equation. So if you're able to handle, manage those variables and balance them, um, I, to me, like, just like thinking of my parents, like, I think their, their story is so much more beautiful than like finding out a person found themselves, and then ended up in a relationship afterwards. That's just my opinion. Yeah. No, the story is way sexier when you figure it out like, at a so young age. so sexy, dude. My parents. It's way sexier. My parents are so sexy. Wait, what? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I ended up in that. Yeah, I ended up in a, a similar conversation about this last night where I do think it's like beautiful when people figure. Like, I think like a high school sweetheart stuff like that is really, really cool when people can stick that out. So, but as I said, life is not. You can't just expect things to happen. You just have to roll with the punches and see how it all plays out because I didn't expect to be where I'm at right now, and I'm okay with that because uh, you, you just you can't expect that you know how it's going to go. You can't expect the unexpected. You can't expect the unexpected. That would be foolish. <laughs> no, you need to plan ahead. What are we talking about here? I talked about planning ahead. Don't expect the unexpected. Plan for expecting the unexpected when you're planning for being unexpectedly expecting. Right? right. So so personally, <laughs> so personally, I don't think we need final thoughts because I feel like we've, we've really hit on a lot of stuff in this episode. Uh, is there any just like final joke you want to make or anything, anything goofy here you want to go out? I love how you just uh... – <laughs> You made the decision for both of us that we don't need to say our final thoughts. <laughs> You're just like, oh, well, I don't need any final thoughts, so I don't think you do either, Brandon. I am the dictator here of the Everything Must Go podcast. I guess Steven, Steven's the host now, everybody. <laughs> Guys, I'm the host. I'm the host, <laughs> uh, Final joke. No, I don't have any jokes. I'm, I'm all out. All right, I got a final joke. Okay, let's hear it. But you know it. You guys have MySpace? Is that a good joke? No. My face. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Especially, <laughs> especially if you're watching it live or you have been watching it live. We greatly appreciate it. I know it takes a lot to have to look at our ugly faces on the live streams. Um, it's just, it's not for everyone. But at the same time, like, it is really fun to have this YouTube channel. If you don't subscribe to our channel, you should go ahead and do it. It's the Everything Must Go podcast YouTube channel. 
So just type in Everything Must Go Podcast. You'll find us on there. Subscribe. We release the video episodes every single week. And we can also, or we also release the podcast episode, at least one episode every week on your podcast apps. Just type in Everything Must Go Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at EMGPod. You can also leave us a voicemail at 513-427-EMG5, and we can play those on the show. Our email address is EMGPod at gmail.com. Aside from that, just wanted to say our next episode is going to be about alcohol's importance in our culture. Looking forward to that one. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh... It's good to be back. It's good to be back. No more April Fools. Back on the podcast. Feels great. We will uh we will see you guys next time. Take it easy. Oh,